Hello everyone, my name is Lee, and welcome to the Drivers Not Included podcast. I've got a great but small episode for you guys today. Uh, and that's mostly due to just the constraints of where I am and how much I can upload. So, here's what we're going to be talking about today. I specifically want to focus on a couple of things, but there's a few more extras shown in. We're going to be talking about Intel's new 12th gen processors, the Alder Lake lineup, and are they actually worth the hype? And then right after that, we're actually going to be tackling something that came out alongside Alder Lake, which is DDR5 RAM. What exactly does this next generation of RAM mean for specifically gaming, since that's my sphere of interest, but also just stuff in general? Uh, next up, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Technically. Technically is an up-and-coming PC list recommendation and build service that's put, that puts you, the customer, first. No upcharges on parts, no hidden fees. Every PC made by Technically is custom made and assembled with care for a flat rate. Whether you're looking for advice on a build you're doing DIY or looking to purchase a new rig, Technically is the service for you. Also, just in time for Black Friday, all build fees on orders through the 30th are 50% off. Feel free to reach out by email anytime at technicallysolutions at gmail.com or through the Instagram Technically Solutions. Uh, links will be in the description. All right, let's tackle Alder Lake. This is super cool. I am actually super stoked about this. I simply, just from the benchmarks I saw, it looks really, really good. I'm not hands-on yet. I'm still overseas. Probably not going to get hands-on for a while yet. Simply just due to constraints. But I'm going to throw out a bunch of numbers. I'm going to give you the base stats for Alder Lake. And then I'm going to try to talk about that a little bit as compared to what has been on top for a really long time, the Ryzen 9 5950X, um, which come to think of it, I forgot to write the stats down for that, but I can tell you that Intel is actually doing really good right now. So uh, Intel has released their new CPU. Uh, it's, a, you know, a CPU chip. Um, I'm probably going to leave that goof in, but whatever. So I have the stats for the i5 and the i9, but the i7 is also there. It's just right smack dab in the middle between the two. What's different about these chips is the way that they're constructed. So instead of being a more square CPU chip, similar to the AM4 socket or the LGA1200 that we've been seeing, these are larger and rectangular, and that is because of their unique construction. Um, specifically, the i9 is a 16-core chip. However, that's because it consists of eight performance cores and eight efficiency cores. And the difference between those two is actually really cool. Uh, the efficiency cores are going to be tackling background tasks. So Windows Updater, security systems, uh, virus scans, whatever you've got going on in the background, those are what that's what the efficiency cores will handle. The performance cores, on the other hand, are going to handle foreground tasks. So that's going to be gaming, rendering, uploads, downloads, that sort of thing. And the reason the way that Intel is doing this is super cool is because we haven't seen anything to this scale. 
On top of that, the efficiency cores pack a really big punch according to the benchmarks. So we're going to start out looking at the i5 stats. Now the i5 is the smallest of the, the of the three chips that have been released. Um, it's the i5 12600K. And the K is important because the K means it can be overclocked. So if you see a i5 12600, that is not an overclockable chip. And if you do heavy gaming or you're into overclocking, just be aware of that. The i5 has 10 cores. Uh, six of those are going to be performance cores and four are going to be efficiency cores. It's got 16 processing threads to run on uh, with a 2.8 gigahertz base clock. And then you can boost that up to a 3.6 gigahertz uh, for overclocking. Um, power draw is actually really low considering what these cores do. And then, weirdly enough, the base TDP is the same across the board for the i5, i7, and i9. It's all 125 watts. So that's something to factor in. Just be aware that when you boost these, boost these, they will consume more power than that base TDP, which Intel was actually kind enough to actually include those stats. So... Uh, you can expect a boost TDP, so when you are overclocking this, the maximum it should draw is around 150 watts. So it's not that much more, but it is something to consider when picking your power supply. Uh, the i5 is going to retail for about 300 bucks, maybe a little more, maybe a little less, depending on your retailer. And it looks like a really, really solid chip. Um, comparing it to something like the Ryzen 7, uh, 3700X, which you can get for about 225 bucks, or, uh, the Ryzen 5 5800X, uh, which just got blown out of the water in terms of performance, you can get all those chips for about the same price, but your mileage may vary. And I'm, I'm, I'll explain a little bit more about that in a sec. Next up, we're going to look at the i9 stats. So this is the chip. Uh, the benchmarks on this are just super impressive. Blue AMD's 5950X out of the water in almost everything except a couple of games. And I'm chalking that up to lack of optimization um, just because of how it performed everywhere else. Uh, so the i9 comes with 16 cores, eight of which are performance cores and eight of which are efficiency cores. 24 processing threads, a uh, base clock of 3.2 gigahertz, and a boost clock of 5.1. That's a lot of energy to be pulling through this chip for processing. It's super, super cool. Um, oh, I should mention, both of these chips are on Intel's new 10 nanometer process which, if I remember right, the previous generation was on 14 nanometer, and just the 1100 generation just didn't live up to expectations, and they ended up putting out a, putting out a whole lot more heat than they probably should have. Uh, it's got a base power draw of 125 watts, and it maxes out at about 240-ish, which, wow, that's a lot. Uh, the price does go up quite a bit. It's sitting at $5.99, a little more, a little less, depending on your retailer. Both, uh, all three of the chips come with 
Intel's new 770 Ultra HD graphics integrated. So if you are not able to get your hands on a GPU, I'm not recommending it. But at the same time, pretty decent graphics. And you, sh as long as you're doing light gaming, it shouldn't be too much of a performance killer. Like I said, not really recommending it. Recommending running, running with a graphics card. But if you need to. Uh, the cool part about this first generation of the, of the 12,000 series chips is they work with both DDR4 and the new DDR5. Uh, it works with DDR4 RAM up to 3200, the 3200 frequency, and it works with DDR5 up to the 4800 frequency. Uh, one thing you should note, you cannot mix DDR4 and DDR5 even if they run at the same frequency. And that's because of how, how DDR5 works, which we're going to talk about in just a sec. Um, for a more, for a much more in-depth look at Alder Lake, you guys should check out uh, this video from Linus Media Group. I've got a card up in the corner, or if you're listening on audio, there's a link in the description. Next up, we've got DDR5. Now, this is something that I'm personally super psyched for, and we're supposed to see the next generation of Ryzen chips come January. So I, I'm super excited to see uh, Team Red's answer to Team Blue. I'm hoping to see a return to the CPU wars where, you know, the one generation tops the next and then the other team tops the next one. It, it was just super, super cool to see that back and forth. And then Intel kind of just sat on their laurels for like three years. So, sorry, I'll get off my soapbox here in just a sec. Oh, man. So DDR5, what is it? Well, it is the next generation after DDR4. DDR4 was the fastest memory spec. And when I say memory, I do not mean the stuff that holds your games. I mean the stuff that holds the temporary files that your CPU processes and displays on your screen. That's what RAM is, random access memory. So why is DDR5 better? Well, while DDR5 is still in its infancy, and thus it's still kind of expensive and not necessarily the best choice yet. It boasts onboard control modules that take some of the load off the motherboard and CPU. And what I mean by that is you can, it, it gives you more customizability with your RAM modules. So you can specifically adjust each module's power consumption by adjusting the voltage setting for each one in the XMP profile. And if you don't know what that means, you probably don't need to worry about it. Uh, if you want to know more about XMP, LTT has a really good tech, uh, tech wiki on it. Um, but this is super cool because it, it entirely reformats the way that the circuitry on the RAM module works. And it basically increased the ceiling for how much data can be transferred, what, how big a file can be transferred, and how fast it can be transferred all at the same time. Um, due to the extra controllability and adaptability, each module should also end up consuming way less power than the previous generation. And with as much power as the CPUs from this generation seem to be drawing, I think that's a plus. Um, 
For the super nitty-gritty details on DDR5 and learning exactly how it works, I got another video linked. It'll also be in the description. Last up, we are going to tackle Deal of the Week. Uh, I've decided that I want to keep this segment on. I really like doing it, and Google likes showing me tech, tech deals, so I might as well share them with you guys. Uh, I've got two things for you guys today. The first, I don't have a link for. Uh, I just saw it on a form. Apparently, uh, AMD is dropping the prices of their AM4 socket chips across the board. So just be on the lookout for spicy deals on that. The 5950X, the 5800X, the 5700X, all of them are still great chips. All of them will still play games really well. It's just the current Intel chips are beating the pants off them. So, if you need the best of the best, maybe go Intel. If you just want really, really good, and you're willing to wait for a deal, watch the Ryzen chips over the next couple of weeks. Secondly, uh, this one is a little bit specific, but I think it's a great deal, and I'm really not sure how long this will last, so take it with a grain of salt, but give it a look. Amazon has 2TB Seagate external hard drives for only 60 bucks each. I feel like I don't need any more explanation. But Seagate makes a really good hard drive. They're known for being reliable and solid, and the replacement program is pretty good. I've only had to replace one Seagate drive, and it was because I messed up. Um, I accidentally dropped a magnet on it. Don't ask. Uh, but the dudes at Seagate were super chill. Anywho, 60 bucks, 2 terabytes. This is great if you're a console gamer like myself. Uh, or if you're playing on a laptop, or something with limited storage. Um, and on top of that, load your Steam, Steam library into the thing. Take your Steam library with you, then all you have to do is install Steam. Uh, it's a great way for doing benchmarking for stuff like I do, or just, you know, taking games with you where you're, wherever you go. Uh, feel free to check the link in the description. It's not an affiliate link, I'm just linking it. Um if that's something that you guys are interested in. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you learned something new, and if not, thanks for hanging out. Big thanks to everyone for sticking with me through this weird scheduling thing, hoping it'll stabilize in the next month or so. Once again, all sources can be found in the description. Have a great day.